1: Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm an intuitive psychotherapist practicing. As an, a licensed clinical social worker. And I really appreciate those of you that are subscribing and sharing this podcast. I encourage you to please keep doing that and reaching out to me about intuitive therapy sessions. I do phone, Skype, FaceTime, and in person sessions with you. I am available also in office in either New Orleans or the Los Angeles area. I have offices in both cities and you can follow me on social media. I love that. It is NOLA therapy, N-O-L-A, T H E R A P Y. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. That is my website as well, nolatherapy.com. Please connect with me. I would love to work with you, hear what you think about this podcast if you're interested in being a guest. And thank you so much for your support. And I would love for you to join my email list. I am working on developing and growing that list. So on the homepage of NOLA Therapy, you will see a place to click and add your email to it. And if you would like to support my work as a podcaster, I encourage you to do so through the campaign I have with Patreon. They are a fantastic crowdfunding site for artists and authors and podcasters. You can find my page by going to patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. My guest who is going to be with us very soon is an Angela. Predum and I'm going to give her website in case you want to follow along it's her name angelapredum.com spelled p r e d h o m m e.com she is a singer and songwriter that plays really beautiful laid back feel good and positive music she writes her songs to inspire people to inspire hope to help them to heal and you can find her on apple music pandora On Spotify and her social media to just know where you can find her is AngelaPreedom.com. Like I said, Angela Predom on Facebook, on Twitter. She's a YouTube channel under her name. And she has been, you've heard her music in the Hallmark movie Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane on Lifetime's hit show Dance Moms. Her music has been featured in at least a couple of commercials for ING Bank and Fiat. And right now, we are actually going to enjoy a clip of one of her songs called Hidden Wings right now. <laughs> Welcome, Angela. How are you today?
0: Thanks. I'm I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Lisa.
1: You are so welcome. Tell us about that song, Hidden Wings, that we just heard a small clip of.
0: Oh, you know, I, I'm so excited about that song. You know, I wrote it as I was really making a commitment to really, you know, do music full-time and you know it's scary you know i mean as you know you know in like streaming music you know it's not like a high paying thing you know um you know in music there's a few people at the top that make a lot of money and there's a lot of really great um independent artists that you know really struggle financially um but anyways it's it's just i just feel like it's what i was born to do and i just Mm -hmm. started to throw myself into it so hidden wings I wrote it about that, about okay, I I'm gonna stop being practical and you know, sensible and I'm gonna just follow my passion and do what I feel like I was born to do.
1: That's beautiful. You know, if if I'm correct in my research, was it the piano the first
0: instrument that you began to play when you were young? Yeah. Yeah, I love the piano. Um I started that at about age or so I think I was in about fifth grade and um, you know I'm really grateful to my parents for for you know giving me lessons you know we, we got a piano in the house after my grandmother moved into a condo and she had had a piano and nobody nobody really in their family had ever really played it much and it you know it changed my life you know it was in our living room and I just loved it I took to it I started playing things by ear and then I took lessons and I just loved it, you know, and I, you know, did a lot of classical training and and stuff like that, you know, well before I sang.
1: Okay. Yeah. So
0: where do you want to start with our discussion about
1: you, your music, what's important to you? And do you want to start when how you came to music as a young person or more about
0: where you are now? Um. Well, let's see. I, I can start a little bit where I am now and maybe go backwards, but, um, you know, I've really done a lot of... Yeah,
1: go back. I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, so I've done a lot of introspection about, you know, I had to really ask myself, well, what do I want? And, you know, it's important to me to be myself and to be authentic. And, you know, it's easy to kind of chase what's popular right now. It's like, well, I'd be trying to emulate, you know, other artists that are having hits and and things like that or certain markets and and all that, but I'm just kind of doing my own thing and, you know, it's, it's working out and I really, I really enjoy it. And, um, you know, I, and then I started realizing, okay, you know, nobody's perfect. I mean, well, I shouldn't even say perfect, but nobody's positive all the time. Right. I mean, there are some things that I would be happy to, sit there and and criticize and complain about, you know, in, in songs, you know, but I I started realizing, you know, I'm putting this out to the world and if I can make somebody, if I can uplift somebody for even three minutes, you know, if I can make them think, Mm -hmm. make them feel, connect with them. So I made a conscious choice that, you know, in my creative work that I'm putting out there to the world, I'm not just doing this in my living room, you know, It's like if I'm doing music to be heard, you know, other people don't need to hear, you know, my personal negativity and drama. You know, I mean, that doesn't really help anything unless, uh, you know, I do have a song on an upcoming album that will be released um, later this summer. It's called Let It Play On While I Cry. And (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. not positive. But I figured that one is about, you know, it's really about healing. So if I'm not uplifting, I want to encourage people to heal and let you know that it's okay. It's okay if you feel pain, and and all that stuff.
1: I think when you're speaking to the city, and music as a whole, that music does evoke emotion. That it can change our, it can be used to change our emotional state. We can listen to music that makes us feel better or that makes us feel worse angry, depressed, or a sense of peace, calm, love. And so I really sense that from your songs. They do have such a bluesy, soulful, like sound and feel and vibe to them that when I started listening to your music just earlier this week, I I, start, I just felt more relaxed. And is that what you are thinking about? How do you approach recording and going into the studio? Like, what is that experience like for you?
0: Well, you know... It's really great. You know, like sometimes I find that if I'm not very happy in my life or just have a lot of anxiety or depression or something, it's always when I haven't been doing music, right? So it's just when I, when I, even if I'm practicing for a gig or something, it just makes me feel good. I mean, singing and letting the music come through me. I mean, I kind of feel like it's a form of channeling. I mean, I feel like. That yeah, I believe the music, you yeah, the music itself, I just feel like it's like a higher vibration, you know, and it's coming through me, and it feels amazing, I mean, it feels wonderful, so it's great, you know, so anyways, when I'm, you know, when I'm writing the creative process, you know, when I'm writing, it it feels, I just get so energized, and I feel so alive, and its it's great, and then, you know, the recording process is kind of the final step, it's like, Okay, I finally have the song where I want it. I've tweaked all the lyrics. I've gotten feedback from songwriting groups and you know, I mean, so recording is the final step. And um I'm kind of a perfectionist with that. I mean, this recent music, you know, like Hidden Wings, I produced <coughs> myself. And mm-hmm. so you know, producing yourself, you know, I'm I'm directing kind of every aspect of it. And, you know, so I hired musicians I trust and um And then for Hidden Wings, I wanted, I had this vision of having a choir and I'm an independent artist, you know, I'm not on a big label. I don't have a big, I don't have the budget to go get a really awesome gospel choir, you know, and, Ah. you know, and have really great recordings. So my daughter um, went to the University of Michigan and we're we're pretty close to there. I live like just North of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And um, she had a friend. So she had a friend that was in the men's glee club and their their glee club is amazing you know i mean it's just like really historic um thing and they're just really good and they have to audition to get in there so um anyways i i asked about you know do you think some guys would do this and and so we got some people together and um they just you know they they volunteered to do it and it was actually during their final exam week <laughs> which I was so grateful they made the time so yes. they did it during their final exam week and then one of the singers that volunteered was um learning studio production so we got to record it at the University of Michigan
1: okay that's like, cool
0: learning at their studio that that's that so the cool students yeah, it was awesome, you know, so it came together like really low budget for me. I mean, I, I did pay all of the guys, but it wasn't a whole lot, you know, and um, I got to use studio for free. And I mean, it, it was amazing, you know, so I just am so I feel so blessed that I was able to get a really incredible choir sound. Um, Just it just came together like magic, you know, and I think what you're talking
1: about the deeper truth is when we're committed to something that the doors open for us in the in the most sometimes unexpected ways that you would have no idea you're you'll be recording at the university with this amazing men's choir and and I feel like more of that is on the horizon for you Angela as you keep pushing your own boundaries because you're dedicated to get your music out here to us.
0: Yeah, thanks. And and you know I think it's important that people know that you know, if you have that vision of what you want, sometimes it seems like there are blocks, but maybe that's a blessing in disguise. You know, like there were other choirs that I asked and, you know, there was somebody I knew that was at a church, a local church choir. And, and that person didn't, you know, the, the director just kept not getting back to me and other thing, And then I asked somebody else, some other gospel choir and, they didn't get back to me. And, and I was kind of like, Oh gosh, how am I going to get the choir? This just isn't working. And then, you know, my daughter said, Oh yeah, my friend um, is, they're doing a Glee club concert. Do you want to go? And so I wasn't even expecting that when I went to the yeah. Glee club concert. And then I had this idea. I was like, Hey, maybe I could ask some of these guys. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it was, it's, Seemed like it wasn't going to work out, but then it just magically did. And and I think that the key is kind of staying the course, staying yeah. the course, and not get your adversity of whatever people's goals are.
1: Absolutely, I agree with you with staying the course. How long have you been recording and putting music out, Angela?
0: Um, it's been about ten years. Awesome. Um, I started, you know, I started later in life. Yeah, it's funny, you know, I played the piano when I was a kid. And, you know, I was, I was very insecure, insecure, I was very shy, I never dreamed of singing, I was never in a choir, or anything like that. And I didn't open my mouth to sing. until I was like, in my mid, late, late 20s, really, and I was singing to my daughter. And, Hmm. you know what, I actually, I actually thought, you know what, I don't sound too bad. (laughs) And then I started, and then I got an acoustic guitar and, you know, and I just kept getting more and more serious about it. And it took so much. I mean, I had to overcome so much fear because you know what it's like to be, you know, I mean, you can imagine people that are how it feels to go and sing solo and everybody can hear you and you're so vulnerable and, um, so I, I overcame all that stuff, and I, I was so fortunate that I had some people around me in music, and they gave me pretty positive feedback. So I thought, okay, I must sound okay. And, you know, I just kept getting encouragement from music people I was working with, you know, guitar teachers and, and you know, people like that. And so I just kept going with it. And, and then it's funny, in college, you know, I went back to school to get a master's um, okay. after I had my kids. And, um, I was like, okay, I'll do this one credit voice class, and I was already singing. I was already singing and playing the guitar, but I wasn't okay. like super serious about it. So this class was, you know, it was at Eastern Michigan University, and it was, you know, I mean, it was opera type professional teaching it, and um, so I really learned how to sing. I mean, I, you know, it was classical singing, and I learned all the technique, and I learned everything. So I just um really went with it you know
1: yeah so cool so when you perform now has it gotten comfortable or do you still feel some nervousness how is that experience of live performance that's a good
0: question um I mean (laughs) honestly I'm kind of comfortable behind the piano because I I don't have to be like out there you know like dancing I mean I'm not gonna dance or anything you know I mean I'm really playing now (laughs) <laughs> so, That's great. You know, behind yeah, behind the piano, I'm pretty comfortable. Um, sometimes I do get nervous, you know, talking or or just I get nervous that I'm going to mess something up if I've tried to memorize. You know, like if I memorize the songs, I'm always worried I'm going to forget something. Cause you know, on the piano, you got ten fingers. You know, there's a lot that can go wrong. You know. Okay. Right. And um, do you play any instruments? I don't. It's the one thing I have
1: not done in this lifetime, and no, I don't.
0: So you can imagine with that piano, eighty-eight keys in front of you. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of wrong ones you can hit. You know. Right. So, I I get a little bit nervous. Um, but actually, what I what I did go back to school for, um, when you know after my kids were born was to be a teacher of English as a second language. So I got a master's. For teaching ESL I taught ESL um for several several years for um well mostly at Michigan State University because they have a big international population there a lot of people coming okay. from um Asian countries and and other places and you know some Latin American stuff and anyway so I got comfortable as a classroom teacher
1: yeah and
0: um that helped my performance I bet I bet because that would What's that?
1: Yeah, because you're in front of people then. And so it becomes comfortable.
0: I mean, you know, honestly, I was never, I was never like super, super comfortable in front of a class. I just learned how to fake it, you know. Right. So, <laughs> <Why? laughs> so when I, you know, because like usually the first days, you know, the first day of class, it's like you have all these people staring at you and they're totally dead quiet. Mm-hmm. I got more comfortable. I got more comfortable when I knew them and they knew me. Yeah. But at first you're in front of this room full of people and it's, you know, and it's awkward, but I mean, you know, so I had a lot of semesters where I just sucked it up and, and, you know, over pushed through any anxiety. And um, so that really has helped me to be a performer and I feel comfortable um, interacting with a crowd to a certain extent, you know, if, if they, if they want to interact back, you know, there's always the crowds that are, are like the first day of class. Most of them are like that actually. And they're dead silent, you know, and they're just staring at you. And, (laughs) and I have to, sometimes I don't look at their eyes. I don't look at their faces sometimes because you know, it could make me nervous. Like, Oh, that person's expression. What if they don't like me? What if they're thinking something critical? So I don't even want to have those thoughts. So I just kind of, look up just above their heads or something like that you know you know I still feel
1: yeah you know I still feel some nervousness before each podcast and then I just remind myself I'm connecting with the person and having a dialogue and I just forget about people listening and I hope that you know together we can create something that is beneficial and helpful and fun and and that people listening can just take away something to share with someone else to help themselves feel better. Or so, and then I just go with it. Even when clients come in, I I feel a little nervous, even though I've been a therapist over 20 years, never knowing what someone's going to bring and, and wanting to just best meet them in the space where they're at. And uh, so I think there's, that's natural to, when we care about what we're doing, there could be a, a twinge of anxiety there.
0: This Valentine's Day, Duncan's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Duncan refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary, limited time offer. That's amazing that you that you feel a little nervous because you've been doing this for like three years and how many
1: podcasts do you have? Oh I have over a hundred and fifty episodes. I am Proud to say. Wow. Thank you. That's great Thank you. Every show's different though. Like you're different being an artist, being a recording artist and a musician, you know, compared to so I love it. I love I get to learn about new people, places, things, industries. And that's why I was curious about your experience writing your music, then recording it versus in front of a live audience. Like how how you experience yourself in those different arenas. And even if you have a favorite, do you have a favorite? part of this process, Angela, that that you really enjoy and feel connected to?
0: Well, um, I am more of a natural artist than a natural entertainer. So I feel more comfortable with the creative process. And I I mean, I like recording, but I don't even necessarily mean recording my vocals, because recording vocals is pitch, pitch, pitch. It's like, okay, I did that wrong. I gotta go back and do that again. You know, it's it's a lot of perfectionism on my part. But I want it to be good, you know. But when I'm actually <laughs> writing the songs and doing the chord changes and it I mean that that's definitely my favorite part. The instrumental you know, really the instrumental music part is probably yeah. my favorite. Words can be stressful, you know, because you know the the really great songwriters, you know, like Carol King and Diane Warren and you know, I mean, th- there's definitely a formula. You know, there are things mm-hmm. that work with songwriting, and there are things that don't work. And it's it's a whole craft, and it takes a lot of study and to you know to get your point across in a way that people understand it and it's effective and it makes them feel something. And you have like three minutes, and everything has to rhyme. And you know, it's it's not like natural speaking like this. Hmm. You know? But the music, I mean, the music comes, like, super naturally to me, and, and I just love it, you know. So that that's, that's my favorite beautiful. part of it, is I mean, composing, composing, composing music.
1: Composing. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. We are going to take, you're welcome, we're going to take a quick pause to go to uh, a commercial break for my sponsor, and I'll bring you right back on in a little bit over a minute, Angela. Okay, cool. So for those of you listening, there's a lot of focus nowadays, and there has been for a while, on diet and exercise and our, our physical health. Equally important is our digestive health, and specifically having balanced microflora in our gut system and our gut digestive system. The sugary foods that are so easily available, candida and alcohol, can cause an overpopulation of what are called teas. They cause inflammation, they cause bloating, they cause irritable bowel syndrome and lethargy. And we need the presence of what are called polyphenols. They are positive gut bugs that help balance out and reduce gas, inflammation, bloating, and that feeling of of sluggishness. ATP Science is a company that has been around to bring really good quality science-based nutritional products to the market. They have the answer to balancing balancing out the microflora in our digestive system. Their product is called Gut Right. It is vegan, family-friendly, usable by all ages of people in your family. And as my listener ATP Science is offering you a 20% discount with free shipping to the first 100 people that go to this website and use the code, All it's going to be all capital letters, A-T-T for all things therapy. Go check out this product, Gut Right, at atpscience.com forward slash get gut right and use coupon code ATt and this product will help you to balance out the microflora in your digestive system. Okay, Angela. Um, one so I know we we briefly emailed about you might be playing a song for us is that is that true? Oh sure at, would you at what point would you like to do that?
0: Well, since you're asking, now, it's probably a good time. <laughs> yes, I'm going to mute myself so that there is so no
1: there is background no noise. Background noise.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, I'll I'll t- Is that okay? Say that again, please. Say that again, please.
0: I'll I'll tell you a little bit about the song. For yeah,
1: please, absolutely.
0: Okay. So um, this song I'm going to do is called "Beautiful Truth," and um, this song is is really important to me. Um, you know, I think that so many of us are kind of plagued with, you know, self criticism, and we're so hard on ourselves. And I think that self love is one of the hardest things to master, you know, in life. And, you know, we're always beating ourselves up for something or other, and we're comparing ourselves to people, and we think we're not good enough. So this song is, is just about, you know, learning to love and accept yourself, and that everyone is beautiful. So it's called Beautiful Truth and um, I love that. Perfect. Thanks.
1: So much to what you said and introducing the song. As far as we can choose to affirm ourselves by our thinking, or we can criticize and judge ourselves. And it's so important to to affirm and praise and support ourselves. I'm a certified thought coach, and I help clients to develop affirming statements to to repeat to oneself throughout the day to counter. The negative negative and critical thoughts that we think.
0: You know, that's so important. And, you know, when I started doing things like that, you know, it feels weird at first because, you know, you're not raised to to talk to yourself and say, oh, you did a good job with that. That was great. Oh, look at, you know, you're not really raised to give yourself those, Well, well, most of us, you know, aren't raised to give ourselves those appreciating messages, but you know, it, it changes everything, you know? I mean, yeah, those, those thoughts that we have and the positive thoughts about ourselves and encouraging ourselves, that's, that's just the key to everything, you know? It is. And I think,
1: like you said as well, that I think a lot of us aren't taught that it's actually necessary. I, we tend to think it's like being full of ourselves. If we're saying, you know, I am a wonderful and important person, I am the most important person in my universe, we tend to think that's being really, like, selfish in a negative way. Yet, if we're not telling ourselves those messages, we tend to lean too far towards people-pleasing undervaluing ourselves, selling ourselves short in different ways and then encountering emotional problems, depression, anxiety, worry and fear instead of actually filling our tanks first, our love tank is how I like to think of it so that we are truly available to to meet the needs of others and in a way that also we're sustaining and supporting ourselves.
0: You know yeah, I, I totally wholehearted wholeheartedly agree with all of that. You know, I think that um, yeah, those those messages are so important. and um, and yeah, you know, so, and the thing it's especially true with women, you know, um, what I've noticed, I mean, we're kind of socialized to give, 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 you know, we're supposed to support everybody else. And so I, I always, you know found myself stopping myself like, okay, my needs matter. My needs matter too. It's okay that I put myself first sometimes. It's okay that I take care of my own needs. And the funny thing is I had to tell myself that, you know? Yes. But it's okay, I, you know? And so that's the best thing.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned having a daughter. So I imagine that's something that you're teaching her by example, through your music and, in and, and what you impart to her.
0: Oh, yeah, I have two daughters. And oh, wow. Dads, um, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, and here in Michigan, we have this rivalry of University of Michigan and Michigan State University, and which is where I taught. And so my younger one um, is currently at Michigan State University. And um, so we have the house divided, you know. And when that big game happens every year, it's, it's kind of fun. But, you know, I really don't care about sports, so it's just fun to me. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, I'm definitely – yeah, my kids are so – emotionally healthy i'm so proud of them and i made a conscious effort you know throughout their lives to do my best you know do the best i could to 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 give them all the right messages positive messages to believe themselves believe in themselves believe in themselves and follow their own intuition you know follow their intuition as opposed to the people pleasing which is such a trap
1: it is. It is. Because we think it's going to bring us the love and friends and connections we want, yet, and it might. I mean, it, it works for a while, but then we end up not being authentic, going back to the point you brought up earlier on. And I think it'd be hard to kind of weed through then, who are we really when we've set ourselves up to be so different? Like, it doesn't feel good to, to us or the other people in the long run.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, some of us, are raised in environments where being authentic really goes against the grain, you know, like um, I was, you know, my family has a lot of accountants and engineers and things like that. I mean, there's nobody, nobody was pursuing a creative um, career, you know, like my brother is a drummer and he's a really good drummer. He's really talented, but he's an engineer too, you know? So, um, you know, I just kind of, has to overcome a lot of, well, people are going to think I'm stupid for trying to do this as a career. It's not, you know, it's not being an accountant or something, you know. Um, yeah. But if I did go that route of people pleasing, um, I would be miserable, miserable. Yeah, so I'm so happy that I've done the, you know, followed my creative self, because that's really who I am. I mean, this is this is the real me. It doesn't get any more real than Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, I also want to ask you, Angela, I think it's cool that your music has been in Hallmark's Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane, on the Lifetime show Dance Moms, on TLC's Here Comes Honey Boo Boo to mention a few. How did those how did that come your way? And do you enjoy doing that, getting your music in films and such?
0: You know, it's really cool um because You know, it really it really gets it out there, and um, the way that that came about, you know, it it was a lot of um, focus and effort I put into the music industry and how how those things happen, right? You know, because it's it's not like somebody just finds, you know, it's not like somebody just calls you up on the phone, hey, can I use your song? You know, because how do they find it? You know, so it's it's really um, a very not very glamorous process but you know it requires you know i've uploaded my songs to music libraries um, music libraries that are searched by the people in la or the people oh, cool. in the ad agency and they're all you know there's all this meta tagging all this data that goes with it so i've i've spent a lot of time doing all these keywords you know so there's keywording and mood it's like this kind of mood or that kind of mood so i've put it in the places where it can be found And that's how those things happened. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I didn't know anybody. You know, I mean, I'm in Michigan. You know, I, I don't know people in the the film and TV industry like on a personal basis. I've you know met some people, but um, but yeah, they they just found it and they used it because it was a good fit. So um, really, it just was me applying myself, um, putting it in the places where it could be found. I mean, I've done things like. I mean, I've watched like with my DVR. I'll take it, and and I've watched the end credits of TV shows, and it's like, okay, so they're getting their music from this agency or this music supervisor, you know. And then I then I've contacted them, you know, just things like that. So I've yes just, you know, done everything that I can do, and something really cool came of that, you know. Um, okay, yeah, tell Dance us. Mom, so the Dance Mom show. Um, there was a song called Epiphany that I did. And it was so interesting because this this album I put out in 2013, um, I did this song called Epiphany. It was the last song on the album. It's this slow ballad where I sing in in a high voice, you know, like um, what some people would call falsetto, but it's called head voice for women. Anyways, it's not pop. I mean, it's very classical kind of thing. And I just thought, Nobody's ever going to hear this, but I really like the song. It's something I really feel I really want to say, you know, and the song is about, it's about um, letting go of trying to control everything and having faith. Mm. So it's about having faith that things will work out and just letting go of trying to control everything because I was kind of not, I was frustrated with where, where my music career was going or wasn't going And, um, and so I wrote this song and then we got some strings, you know, a couple of string players um, that were students and, you know, we recorded uh, violin and cello with it and they did harmonies and anyway, so that got on dance moms and the girl did a a dance to it and her dance was called face is all I need. So face is all I need. was the title of her performance? And it was Jojo, Jojo Siwa who did it. And um, that song has grown just organically. You know, I've never promoted the song, um, but the the listen, the streaming, and it's just growing in the, the, you know, video views. And and so that has grown organically over the past years. And it's amazing because it's such a good message. And I just feel like it was just fate and it was just magic. And it was meant to be that that song got heard because I never dreamed, I never dreamed that song would get heard by anybody.
1: That's awesome. That's
0: amazing. But it was so personal. Yeah, it was so personal and so authentic, you know, and and yeah, that it, it has inspired people, you know, it's great. And so I hope to do that with my newer music, too, yes. you know, like Hidden Wings and Beautiful Truth. And um, I, I really hope those, those songs help, even if they help one person, even if they help yeah. one person feel a little bit better about themselves, then I've done my job. You know, I think about that a lot,
1: Angela, one person has, you know, a, a community of people and loved ones, like one person can have a large ripple effect impact in a positive way. So that one person is more than just that one person. And I think that's so cool to think about, about helping even one individual that then has a sphere of influence that it just ripples out everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I'm sure that happens with your work. I'm sure that you're, you know, you, you help one person, but it, but then it webs out from there in a network, and and even just the energy of it, and you know,
1: I do believe that. Thank you. And and I love when people reach out and let me know that they've enjoyed an episode of this podcast or the work we've done together personally. It it makes it so worthwhile to get those, to get those communications and and feedback.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we're bombarded with um, kind of negative or self-critical messages, you know, by the media and that make us feel like we should be this or we should be that, you know. So your your show is just really supportive of, of who we are and, um, you know, it's really healthy, obviously, because you're a therapist, you know, so it's great. I mean, I think it's, your work is wonderful. So thank you. For thank you.
1: That. No, you're so welcome. And I wonder how you want to end things. One of the things, it's another story. I know you had briefly mentioned to me about an author that flew you to Ojai, California, to perform for their friends. And I just would love to see you have more of those experiences. That sounds just awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was um, Gay Hendricks, the author Gay Hendricks. He has a lot of books out. He has a long career. Um, Yeah, he heard my song, Beautiful Truth, that I just yeah, performed. That you just New played. And yeah, and he liked it so much. He sent it to all his friends, and then one of his friends um flew me out as a surprise, and uh, it was for his birthday, and it was great. It was that is was so, so cool. Yeah, it was wonderful. And Ojai is awesome. What a cute little town. I've been there a few times. I have friends that
1: live there. It's beautiful, and it has an energy about it that just permeates you in a in a positive way. It's a beautiful spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, my husband's always looking at, you know, houses, that, you know, he'll like go on real estate and look at houses in Ohio, and it's like way out of our price ratio, <laughs> but uh, it's fun to look, you know. It is, and
1: for now, you never know what doors are going to be opening, and that you could end up very much with a house in Ohio.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and you know, but what I'm saying is that, you know, my husband Chris went out there with me, and yeah, he, he's... We both are like, wow, this is great. Wouldn't it be great to be here all the time? <laughs>
1: yes, yes. So how do you want to leave us today, Angela? What would you like listeners in conclusion to to know and be left with? And definitely, again, where they can find your music.
0: Okay, um, well, I'd like to leave it with, um, you know, I appreciate you, you, you said my name right, which is amazing and wonderful. <laughs> yes. You know, most people, uh, the spelling is... Um, P is in Paul, R-E-D-H-O-M-M-E. It's like the name Prudome, but it's freedom And it's uh, Angela, Angela Preedom. So they can find me on all streaming services of music, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, and all that. But also, um, I am going to be starting um, a live uh, Facebook video show um, sometime in June that's uh on youtube so they can find if they subscribe to me on youtube um then i'll be posting the shows on youtube but it's going to be like um where i talk about a michigan wine so i mention a michigan wine and then i play a song so i might call it like wine and song or something like that oh cool um, it's gonna be a little, little video show um you know maybe i'll work up to a podcast but um so if people follow me on social media they can get updates about that and um yeah, and it's been a pleasure. It's been No, thank and- you. It has been so wonderful Tate. Thank you for performing
1: live and and sending a clip of your song. I'm delighted to know you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm delighted to know you too. Yes. It's been great. Take care, Angel, and have a wonderful rest of your afternoon. Okay, you too. I will. Okay, all right. Bye. Bye that concludes our show for today with Angela Predom, songwriter, composer, musician. Thank you for being with me with us today. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I look forward to being back with you next week. Bye.
0: joy And in all, make the world a better place for everyone.
1: You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio.